Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now, where guests receive gift cards to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood Cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. Don and the staff at Japanese Village will take care of you. As I mentioned earlier in the show, Al Hamilton joining us uh, in studio. The Al Hamilton Scholarship Award now accepting applications until May 31st. And on that note, uh, I want to tell you that uh, here is what the uh, prestigious uh, scholarship is about. It's awarded annually to students from Northern Alberta who excel in academics, athletics, and community service. This year, there are two scholarships available for two deserving students. The value of each scholarship is $2,000 per school year for a maximum of four years, equating to, obviously, 8 k Applications for this award will be accepted until May 31st. High school students and prospective university or college students in Northern Alberta are eligible to apply. You do not have to be a men's or women's hockey player to accept this award. Al Hamilton was the first captain in Oilers history. He wore the C for four years in the World Hockey Association, and he excelled as a defenseman and a leader, and he joins us right now in studio. Al, welcome back uh, to Oilers Now. Maybe move a little closer to the mic if you could. How you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. You're Bob doing good? And... Yeah? Don't have much to complain about. Don't have much to complain about these days. Uh, have you watched uh, much of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs at all? Quite a bit, yeah. yeah it, it's uh, it's been enjoyable. I, I was cheering, kind of hoping for the uh, for the Blues to get in. They, on one hand, I, I love the way Joe Thornton's played for all these years, and it would have been nice to see him, him yep. run out. But uh, we get Pareko and uh, Bowmeister, Bowmeister, both playing really good hockey, and uh, and Patty Maroon, I'm kind of a favorite. Right, just because he's kind of a character, and uh, so I think they'll match up pretty well. Yeah, it should be a good uh, a playoff series. Uh, interesting, uh, you know, Jay Bomeister out of the Southside Athletic Club, Colton Pareko, sort of a late bloomer. Uh, they each took different routes. I mean, Jay was the number one pick in the WHL Bantam Draft. Your son's coaching down in Calgary right now in the Western Hockey League, uh, though he was a junior A player himself. Uh, you were a major junior player. Uh, Pareko went that AJHL route and had that growth spurt and. Uh, uh, John, uh, it was it was John Davidson's brother, I think, that ended up finding him uh, for St. Louis, and uh, he went into all those small little junior A buildings uh, away from Edmonton to to bird dog uh, Pareko. Uh, but defense, and I think of defense because the story I got, and you're you're a modest guy, but is it true that many people saw you as sort of like the Western Canadian Bobby Orr uh, in the 1960s? Is that a is that a fair assessment? Do you think? No. I, there was I, only one Bobby Orr. <laughs> exactly. And, and I never, ever compared myself. I was kind of embarrassed by that, to be honest with you. But I, you did hear it back then, didn't you, once in a while? Quite often. we. Uh, I, I had a really good career with the Oil Kings. We won the, uh, won the West all three years I played and, and ended up winning, beating them in the Memorial Cup. But in fairness to that, he also... Uh, 
had a bit of a groin issue the last uh, three, four games, so uh, that kind of tilted our way a little bit. Uh, what was I mean? What was it like playing junior hockey back in the '60s? In this, uh, because it's it was the only game in town really at that stage, wasn't it? Or or was the the senior team, the Edmonton Flyers, uh, a, a big deal as well? No, they were finished when I got here. I came in '63, and I think '62 was the last year okay. that uh, the Flyers were here. The Oil Kings were were the show uh, in uh, for the winter. Uh, we had. Us and the Eskimos were the two teams in town that right. people followed, and, and uh, we packed the old gardens. And I mean, this is going back a long way, but Sundays uh, the government had a rule that was they couldn't charge for uh, charge admissions on Sundays, so it was silver collection. But the uh, the uh, social the credit, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the place was jammed, and it was a lot of fun. So were you with the Oil Kings when the Derek Sanderson thing happened, or that was that after? No, no, that was... That all started with the uh, scrap between uh, Rosaire Paymont and myself at Center Ice, and uh, um, Bobby Falkenberg, where there was quite an audience around us, uh, and uh, Bob was watching, watching the fight, and uh, Derek... Snuck up from behind him and, and gave him a shot right in the temple and and, and knocked him cold, uh, which led to. And then he kept on hitting him after, right? Yeah, it was. It was, it bad. was bad. It was bad. And it was. Uh, it led to all sorts of mayhem after. <laughs> and of course, uh, there is a statue of limitations, so we're not going to name any names on who maybe uh, got the best of uh, Derek Sanderson underneath the stands uh, back in the days at the old Edmonton Gardens. But he did not play another game in that series, so that might tell you how it ended up going for him. Rosier Paymont, we spoke of Bobby Orr. Uh, those two hated each other when they played against each other in the NHL. Paymont fought uh, Bobby Orr a couple times uh, during the course of their career. Yeah, well, they would have run into each other. Rosair was with uh, Niagara, and and uh, Bobby was obviously with Oshawa. Uh, the, the Rosair was was not a big guy, but he was a good scrapper, and he could really throw him. And uh, I had him a little bit on weight, but. Uh, my fighting ability doesn't match his. Yeah. We're joined right now by Al Hamilton. Again, it's the Al Hamilton Scholarship. It is a combination of academics, athletics, and community service. Uh, you do not have to be a hockey player uh, to uh, apply. Uh, you can visit EdmontonWeathers.com for more information on this. What's it like to have a scholarship named after you? Well, it's a great honor. Uh, that happened in 2001 when they, they hung my my number up the uh, the executive of the alumni at that time decided that they wanted to uh, put it in my name so it is it is an Euler alumni scholarship uh, and, but I'm very proud to have my name on it. Alright so uh, it's kind of interesting I know we've had, we have you on once a year here in the studio and uh, you were so you were a big star in major junior hockey and in the NHL uh, Rangers and Buffalo right were those yeah. the two teams and correct me if I'm wrong here, the Oilers in the WHA actually offered you substantially more money than the Buffalo Sabres were prepared to pay you at the time, and that's part of the reason why you came to Edmonton? Well, absolutely. The uh, I was dealing with Punch Imlock. Uh, Punch loved me, played the heck out of me, but uh, dealing with him was uh, uh, was an ordeal. They weren't allowed to bring in a, an agent, and you uh, every year you came and, and fought over a one-year deal, and the negotiations uh, the previous year went kind of like 
El Hemi, you were our best defenseman. Uh, you were the only plus player on the team. You got 35 points. I'm going to give you a $2,500 raise. So and what were you making, like 40k? At that time, I was making 25. 25,000. Okay. My first year in the NHL with the Rangers, I was making 13. 13,000. So we're going back to like 68, 69, and around there. Yeah. Yeah. My first games, I, I got called up from the Oil Kings from the original six uh, for four okay. games. So that was in 66, I guess. Okay. So it was. Uh, with Punch, it was uh, kind of a one-way street, and uh, Bill Hunter, who we'd had success with, with the oil, with the Oil Kings, and won the Memorial Cup. He came hunting in, and I wasn't really standing by my phone waiting. I was kind of hoping he'd forget about me, uh, because I didn't know whether the league would survive or right. or what. So uh, we met at the Memorial Cup. The Oil Kings were in in the Memorial Cup down in Ottawa. We met. He made me an offer, and I said, I'll think about it. And I went back to Buffalo, and, uh, and I said, that's not enough. And he came back with, uh, well, I had an agent with me. And was Alan Eagleson the agent? or? Oh, God, no. No? <laughs> no, I was a guy out of Philadelphia that had made the rounds, and I fired him after the negotiation because I knew I could get a heck of a lot more than what he was asking for. And okay. Uh, went back and, and um, phoned Bill again, and he said, I'll give you a five-year contract. It will be guaranteed. Uh, Dr. Allard was the, was the um, owner, owner of the team at the time. And yeah. said, whether it succeeds or not, you'll get paid. So I'll, I can go for one year fighting for a $2,500 raise oh, yeah. to uh, make so what, what, substantially. What did you get, like 75000 in that range? Seventy-five with increments uh, of each year, and each year went up. All right, for our listeners that don't know, uh, Charles Allard, uh, this building actually uh, uh, was their property at one time back in the days of Western International Communications. Uh, the Allards, uh, led in part by a guy by the name of Harold Rusin, wrestled control away uh, from the Griffiths family out of Vancouver, who had the Canucks to uh, own. Uh, uh, Ownwick, and then ended up selling it to Canwest Global uh, roughly about a year before uh, 9-11, so their timing was uh, very good. And the Allards knew how to make money. That's one thing that I think most people would uh, certainly agree with. So you're you're with the Edmonton Oil Kings in the 70s. Um, any particular highlights? Maybe Jimmy Harrison's 10-point night? Yeah, we had a few few highlights. Uh, Jimmy was a, a bit of an enigma. He came and... and uh, tough guy that uh, could play hard and and uh, he he had a pretty good touch so that was a highlight for me going to team canada and uh, 74. 74 was was uh, a highlight near the end uh when glenn sather moved in and took over things changed glenn knew what he wanted to do and uh, and his head had a, a plan what what kind of team he was looking for and um, we we started to take off at that point. He made some good acquisitions. Uh, Gretz wasn't a bad one. He kind of panned out, didn't he? he Did you know right away with him? Once I'd only played against him a couple of times on the road, and and but when he we got him here and he saw what he could do, uh, he he was he had vision that was. Uh, just incredible. We're joined by Al Hamilton, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. It is 145 in Edmonton. Al, uh, Mark Messier replaced Wayne Gretzky. 
basically. Uh, you know, the slot that he ended up getting, Indianapolis, then Cincinnati. Uh, did you, like, and then Mark was with the team the next year in the NHL, and you came over, and I know you were dealing with an injury at that time of the first year in the NHL, but uh, did you have any clue that Mark Messier would pan out to be the type of player he would ultimately be? Well, we started out that year, and and, and yeah, you could clearly see that the, these guys had lots of lots to offer and it was a matter of, of them starting to believe just how good they were um, I remember getting clobbered and uh, we went into New York and uh, we lost, we were down about 4-1 or 4 four nothing after the first period and I, I, I'm the one that has to go on the uh, in between periods and uh, I think it was Tim Spellacy was doing the color and he yep. Tim says, well, what do you have to do to turn this around? And I wanted to tell him, turn the net around, because that was the only way we were going to stop them, the way we were playing. But we uh, then we went to Atlanta, and, and the first period started out the same way. And I kind of was the oldest guy on the team. I said, well, look, we can't play like this anymore. Let's get our head yeah. out, of our, out of our rear ends and get going. You guys don't have a, you guys have no idea how good you can be. So they they picked it up over the year, and at the end, gave Montreal a good run at the sure. end of the year. Unfortunately for me, I, that was the best best start I ever had. I had 19 points in the first 20 games. Yeah, and uh, which would indicate that I'm playing with a little better caliber players. Right. And uh, then I got uh, against the Islanders. I broke my shoulder. Yeah. Came back and played, but I also was playing basically with vision in one eye right. and, and had to pack it up. So uh, I, I, I would have loved to have carried on with that group, but anyways, that is that's the way, <laughs> that's the the way it goes. The mob flops. Yeah. Al, just to, just to wrap up, uh, the Oilers alumni, uh, there's been real growth under Barry Stafford and Kevin Lowe and, uh, and some of the senior members of the alumni. I, I don't mean to disparage you by calling you a senior member of the alumni, but you are one of those. Spades spade. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's, it is it is important for your group to to stay connected and and to uh, to be a part of the community, but also be a part of your Oilers community as well, isn't it? Absolutely. We are, this is our history. Uh, there's a camaraderie that never goes away when you, when they have functions where they bring people in. I mean, that's old home week and, and uh, so we we meet once a month uh, for lunch and and uh, yeah, it's 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 a fraternity and it doesn't really matter if you played against somebody they're part of the fraternity uh, you might have hated each other but for the most part hockey players are pretty good guys yeah great stuff uh we'll just wrap up with this here's how you uh can get involved in the al hamilton scholarship it's accepting applications until may 31st uh it's awarded annually to students from northern alberta who excel in academics athletics and in community service you do not have to be a hockey player for this it's a two thousand dollar per year scholarship to apply candidates must complete an online application form and include their most recent high school transcript a 500-word essay on why the candidate believes they deserve the scholarship and two letters of recommendation. Uh, complete details for the Al Hamilton Scholarship can be found at the following links. Scholarship Award Guidelines, Scholarship Award Application, and for more information, visit edmontonoiters.com backslash alumni. Al, thanks for coming in the studio. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Bob. You bet. Uh, it's 149 in Edmonton. We'll step out. This is Oilers now. The old rules of luxury. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Just that a luxury vehicle belongs behind velvet ropes. But Infinity knows that it also spends some time. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. It's 152 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated 49 years. Royal Pizza, everything is real at Royal. It's old school, big boy pizza for menu and locations. Visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store at Royal Pizza. The recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Brendan Escott, this is how much I trust you. So full disclosure, I don't read pre-read the script each day. You, you put the script together for me. I mean, we work on lining up the guests for the show and all that kind of stuff, but I don't read through the script. And had I taken a look at the script today, I might have woven this in to one of our earlier guests as we go to this day in Oilers history. Yeah, Bob, back in 1990, Craig Simpson, Glenn Anderson each tallied two goals and two assists as the Oilers beat the Boston Bruins 5-1 at Northlands, and that was Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals, giving the Oilers a 3-1 series lead. 29 years ago. Do you know where you were? <laughs> a thought in my parents' minds, There maybe? we go. I was in Wells, B.C. One of four guys in the bar cheering for the Oilers. Oh, man, what a year. Uh, that was the surprise championship for the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. Of course, the Gretzky trade August 9th, 1988. Oilers had won four cups in five years in that stage. Gretzky and the Kings rallied from a 3-1 deficit to Edmonton in 89. Come back and beat the Oilers. Oilers have a uh, come-to-Jesus moment with the LA Kings February 28th of 1990. Band together as a team. Rallied from 3-1 themselves down, opening round against the Jets. Sweep the Kings in four straight. Take out Chicago in six. And then beat Boston in five games in 1990 for the fifth Stanley Cup in seven years. This day in Oilers history. What does the mega-talented Reed Wilkins have tonight on Inside Sports? Sounds like a fluid show at this point. You have learned our euphemisms for we don't know who he's got on yet. That's well done, yes. (laughs) All righty. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Trucker Dave says, I coached uh, one game by a legend, Bob. Al Hamilton should be on the show more. Uh, Much appreciation. Uh, Blaine, and I know who this Blaine is. He's listening down in Medicine Hat. Bob, uh, really, freshman at Lake Superior State, loaded in a load of the bus, and all we got was ring after ring, laugh out loud. Well, Lake State was pretty good in the late 80s. I think that's where Doug Waite played it as well. I think they want to. Was that with, was Jeff Jackson their head coach? Oh, um, the uh, Loch Ness monster might have to text me on that one. Uh, again, you can text us at six thirty six thirty. Um, this text comes in from Darren. He says, "Bob, until this year, I could really care less about the Raptors, but with all the Canadian teams out of the playoffs, I've started watching the games, and it's been fascinating. Entertained by Toronto this year." Uh, we had the St. Louis game in the background, and the Raptors game was uh, 10 times more entertaining from Darren. Darren, hey, it's all cool, man. I get it, right? Absolutely. 
I'm just saying with two hockey games last night in the Stauffer household, it was hockey and not basketball that was on. But whatever floats your boat, it's good. Basketball's a great sport too. Guy that got me into basketball, Don Horwood. Head coach of basketball at the U of A for a number of years. How about tomorrow's show? Coming up tomorrow, a postseason wrap with the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. Louis DeBrusque, whose son Jake will be at the Boston Bruins playing the St. Louis Blues in the Stanley Cup Final. And Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Up next, a news, weather and traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Hope you all become fabulously rich. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.